Grab the popcorn and get ready to join Chris and Geordie on a journey through some of the most celebrated films of all time that Geordie's never seen before. You're listening to It's About Time You Watch This. Hello and welcome to another episode of It's About Time You Watch This. It's Chris. And Geordie. And today we are watching... A film from 1995. Well, we're getting ready to celebrate Rex Manning Day. Corey and her friends have had some crazy days before. Shock me, shock me, shock me with that deviant behavior. But this one may break the record. This fall. Today is the day that I'm going to tell Corey how I feel about her. Insanity rules. You forgot your thingy. At Empire Records. I swear to God, you get smarter the shorter your skirt gets. Well, that's a good thing, right? <laughs> Empire Records. Yes, we're watching the 1995 coming of age comedy drama Empire Records, Geordie. Yeah. This is a movie. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. Now, this is a movie that, when it came out, flopped hard. Really hard. I can see. Oh, okay. But has become <laughs> something of a cult classic yep. over the years. It's very beloved, especially people of around that 30, 35, 40 age bracket that yep. sort of were at that yeah, yeah, point yeah. in their life when kind watching of. this movie. Might have hired it from the video store and watched it. Mm-hmm. But by the sounds of this... You've got thoughts on this film. I have thoughts and feelings. Oh, okay. Look, let's get straight into it then if that's the case. Let's, okay. Let's dive straight in. So I didn't actually make a lot of notes because I felt like this was something I had to keep paying attention to, which is never a good sign for me. Yeah, that's it's not a movie to me that I would think that you... Okay. All right. Yeah, no, let's, let's, okay. let's dive in. Uh, so early 90s, surely, especially with The Doors reference so soon. So I know about The Doors. My father made me listen to The Doors all of my childhood. Every car trip, he had a tape. On the tape, it said The Doors, and it was their album that we played every car trip. Yeah, The Doors are good. I do like them, but, you know, <laughs> <laughs> that's not the point. But, yes, it's very early 90s. Well, that's you say early well, 90s. Well, you said mid-90s. Yeah, it was 1995 this movie came out, and that actually surprised Ooh. me as well. I when doing the research for this, I was like, oh, surely Empire Records, that would have been 91, 92. Surely. Yeah, thank you. So it's not but just me. No, no, it was 1995 yeah. that this came out. Which, yeah, it, that, that sort of shocked me as well. Even looking at the cast, and, mm. and yeah, we'll get into this, but Renee Zellweger, Liv Tyler. You've just like, killed it. Oh, and sorry. second note was, is oh. that a young Renee Zellweger? Yes, it was. Good yeah. pickup. Thank you. Thank you. What else has Renee Zellweger been in? She is Bridget Jones's diary. Okay, what else? Bridget Jones's Diary 2. <laughs> <laughs> but no, like this Bridget Jones's Diary 3. This actually did have a fairly decent cast for the, for that time period. Yeah. Like, yeah, you had Robin Turney, who'd been in a bunch of stuff, uh, Renee Zellweger, Liv Tyler, uh, Anthony LaPaglia, as well as Which Joe. one was Liv Tyler? Uh, she was Corey. So she's sort of the main character, the one in the, the blue. The hot brown. The blue, yeah, brunette, yep. blue top. Yeah, she looked fairly familiar. Yeah, so she's been in quite a bit of stuff. Uh, she was in... Again, I don't think you've seen you say that, but probably movies that she ha- you have seen that you don't realise you've seen. She was in Lord. Oh, she was in Lord of the Rings. Oh, that's where. Yep, 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 yep. She was the the elf she was girl the elf. with yes. Aragorn in. Yeah, oh, I don't remember her name, but yeah, that's how I knew her. That's how you would have known her. Yeah, Lord of the Rings. Yes, because Lord of the Rings for life. Okay. Yep. If you say so. Ugh, loser. The things that annoy me about this movie. The young kid takes the money. All he had to do was put the money somewhere safe and, you know, take it to the bank. And he was like, mm, nah, got to take this money and go put it on black or red. I can't remember. But either way, he wins the first one. Everyone's really happy. Does it again because he gets cocky and he's a little arrogant asshole and loses the money. But his boss, you know, you would think his boss would care. His boss is just like, oh, 
whatevs, bro. Like he gets a bit angry, but then he's like, huh, it's fine. What? <laughs> <laughs> what kind of boss is like, it's fine? It's, it's, fire him. <laughs> yeah, well, he's a bit distracted though. He is. Because with- of the crisis due to a major store event. Rex yeah. Manning Day. Ooh. Sexy Rexy. Is he? Is he Rex sexy Manning Rexy? Day. And that's, I guess, a big thing that was sort of, you don't see as much these days with these sort of washed up pop stars. Oh, so he, has, he is actually a that, well, famous that was person. The, yeah, Rex, well, for the plot of the movie, he was <laughs> not in real life. Okay, but yeah, yeah, yeah. The whole plot is, you know, they're all in love with this guy from the 80s who they think he's because he does all these super player sexy stud. But he's not. He's just a, you know, bit of flog. a flog, gross weirdo. Yeah. And that, I guess, is something that is lost in translation now because you wouldn't really see that. No. I don't think. No, I don't think so. Not not the washed up sort of avenue. Like you get people from the you know, early 2000s that are like bands that are touring now, like NSYNC and Backstreet Boys are back touring again. Yes. But. I don't think you have that washed up avenue like this. Yeah. Yeah. Where you're getting a, a pop star or a rock star or whatever that used to, you, be, used to be famous 10 years ago that just oh, isn't Oh, you were anymore. my mum's favourite. Can you fill this out for my mum? You, you wouldn't see that anymore. No, God, no. Which is probably good because he does come across as He's so creepy. Creep. So creepy. So, yeah, the whole money thing, I was like, what the hell? What was going on here? But then- the music videos. So they had all the music videos playing around in this record store and it gave me flashbacks to Rage. Saturday morning, <laughs> you would sit down, you would watch Rage, and then I got really angry because Rage isn't a thing anymore. Why isn't it a thing anymore? Rage is still a thing. Is it? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Why Video don't we watch Rage? Because I'll be honest, we don't really watch free-to-air TV in our house. I didn't know Rage was still a thing. Ali would love Rage. Rage is still a thing every Saturday morning. Oh, can we start watching to a, to a point, I think. I don't know what time it finishes now. It like, used to be. Yeah, it used to be like half the morning. You know, it would start at midnight and run right mm. through. I don't know if they still do that, but I know they still have guest programmers overnight that program Rage overnight and that sort of thing. Yeah, and Rage, was that the one where it would count down to the number one best song or was that video hits? That was video hits. hits. Uh, yeah, yeah, that yeah. was video hits. So video oh, hits was your, your top 25 or top 40 yeah. hit songs each week. Rage was a little bit different. It was more alternative. Yeah. Like there was still some popular stuff mixed in there, but it was yeah. it was a lot a more. Everything. Easiest way to compare it now would be listening from Mix FM to Triple J. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, and that's it's still a bit like that. It's you yeah, know, that that slight difference of it's up and coming musicians and yeah, you know, alternative musicians and those sorts of things. More of that than straight up pop hits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah, yeah. But oh, gave me some flashbacks, and I was really excited there for a moment. For a moment, yeah, I was going to say, so it didn't last. <laughs> right, okay. Why would he trust any of them closing the shop again after old mate? It's just like, I know he's distracted, but what a shit boss. <laughs> or shit employees. You sort you sort of understand shit. why the record store is going to close, don't you? It makes sense. Um, it makes sense. You see the people that are working there. Oh, my God. They're all just a little bit cray-cray. But I'm like, obviously that's how, you know, they used to act back in the 90s. Oh, yeah, Captain Young over here. Yeah, that was just how everyone acted in the 90s. I don't know. Did you wear mini skirts too and have half your boobs out? I was eight when this movie came out, so yes. probably no. <laughs> I would hope not. No. Unless, I, unless I've repressed some stuff. Who knows? Yeah, you never know. Never um, know. But even then, like, you know, there's a real dramatic scene where Warren comes in with the gun and yes. with blanks, but it is super dramatic and... Yeah, it's one of those things that you go, oh, this is this is a really cool scene, but then it sort of just flips and he, he offers him a job. And it's like, well, 
I Why? Guess, like, because he's yeah, he's troubled. He's trying to help, I guess, and that that seems to be the the core. That's theme. kind of the big thing with all of these kids. He's all like trying he, to. He's help more them of all. a father figure than a boss, yeah. I guess. Which again makes sense. Why it's closing? He has no idea. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. I mean, nice, nice thing to do, but what? <laughs> Did he also bail Warren out? Is that like, oh yeah, no, that kind of frustrated me. Yeah, I was like, what? What are you doing? Why? <laughs> Why? So a bit gross, the hot chick trying to get with the old guy. And, and then, then fucking does, Renee Zellweger yeah, does. Yeah, Renee Zellweger sleeps with him. Yes. I'm like, that's disgusting. Why? And again, I guess it's one of those things that it's not a thing anymore back then, though. So that celebrities thing. and washed up celebrities, it would have been a... Oh, he's hot. I yeah, need to get he, with him. He's a celebrity. Oh. I, guess, I guess we live in a day, a day and an age now, though, where everyone potentially is a celebrity, thanks to things like TikTok and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, yep. Everyone can become a viral celebrity. Like a celebrity now is a lot different to what a celebrity was 30 or 40 years ago. Completely Before different. social media. It's, Before yeah. social media, a celebrity was this huge person. It was like, massive. It, it was something that was unattainable and, you know, it was, it was a special thing medium. Now you kind of feel like you know celebrities because of their social media and their TikToks and their Instagrams. And, yeah. You know, down to you, like Chris Hemsworth shares that much on social media, that you feel like you yeah. half know these people already. I feel like I'm besties with Hamish Blake because of his cake baking. Yeah, that like, sort of thing. Like <laughs> 20 or 30 years ago, Hame would have been like an untouchable celebrity. And that would have made him so you, desirable. You would have loved to have gone down the street and got his autograph. Yeah, yeah. Like if you saw him on the street, you'd be like, sign this autograph book for me. Yeah. Which I, you probably wouldn't even sign know. Sign my boobs. An, you wouldn't even know what an autograph book was. Was it actually you? a thing, an autograph an book? An autograph book was an actual thing where oh. you would get people's, like famous people's autographs in a little book. I used to be lame. I remember I was obsessed with Big Brother and this one time we went to Big Brother, I don't know how old I was. It could have been an embarrassing age, like 16, 17. I believe that. And I got one of the Big Brother, like they were in the Big Brother house and he didn't win it, but he was one of my favourites and he signed this piece of paper for me and it was like, keep on, keeping on or something and I thought it was the coolest thing ever cool and I dude. framed it and it was, ugh. Yeah, because it was cool. You couldn't get that back then. And that's what I mean. Now, reaching out to a celebrity is as simple as sending them a DM. Yeah. Whereas this, like you look back at this movie and the time period it was set in and that would have been a big thing. Like yeah, a, it would have been a, massive. A former celebrity yeah. coming and to your work hot smoke and one. a hot like, guy yeah. coming into your business. business would have been a huge thing. Which is why you're going to have sex with him on the printer. Wow. Because YOLO. YOLO. <laughs> Gross. So gross. So this is all a little bit weird. Sex with the old guy, drugs, fake funeral. What the fuck am I watching? <laughs> like, it's just, I don't know how to explain it. But I it just feel like this sort of, maybe when they were making it, and of course I wasn't there, so no, I can't. You can't, yeah. But it gives me Breakfast Club vibes a little bit. Yeah, a little in bit. In the fact like the that there's a lot are, of different, different stereotypes that work in this. It's al- It almost feels like a try-hard indirect sequel to The Breakfast Club in the yeah. fact that they are now, they're not in high school, they're working. But yeah. it is still all these different little, these cliques and these, you know, these different all personalities, these personalities and stereotypes and, and like the funeral for the depressed girl and yeah. in the writer's head may have been yeah. thinking Breakfast along Club those lines. Good. Let's Bre- do Breakfast- something. Similar. Hey, people love The Breakfast Club because of this. Yeah. Maybe if we did this, it would be just as popular. Yeah. Maybe that's what I'm thinking could have been the possibly the thought pattern behind this. But did you actually like this movie? So, ooh, because at the start you sounded like it was all right, but growing now- growing up 
watching this movie. Yeah. Loved it. Yeah. And again, it, it's a cult classic movie for a reason because I think a lot of people sort of watched it, identified, like The Breakfast Club, like we said, yeah. you identify with some of these characters. And it does become a bit of a hype machine where, you know, like people still celebrate Rex Manning Day, the date. Oh, God, of course. Like they there do. are people that celebrate Rex Manning Day. And it becomes one of those sort of stereotype things where you just be like, oh, that's an awesome movie because yeah. of the hype and because, because, of, all... because of your memories of it when you were younger, those sorts of things. But rewatching it and even discussing it now, rewatching it, I was like, oh, yeah, awesome. Yeah. But now I'm sort of like, as we discuss it and get and pick it apart, I'm like, yeah, I'm yeah. seeing the flaws. Yeah. Like a lot of movies, I don't, like, even if there are flaws and I like that movie, I don't see those flaws or I'll, no. I'll, I'll forgive And do those you actually flaws. have that discussion around it? But. And I think, especially with us coming from owning a business, I think, you know, as all of the, you know, stupid things that he does and all of that, like you question. Yeah, you do, you question sort of why are you even. What's the point? Why are you business? doing this? Like, why, why, why don't you just don't have a daycare to, for tweens? You don't seem to care about your business. No. Like, and that's what I mean. If he was the manager, not the owner, you'd go, okay, that. That's fine. You that don't give a of, shit. Well, like, not that you don't, not that it's fine, but yeah. you would understand that point of view of, okay. But because he's portrayed as the owner, yeah, it's like well, and letting them get away with all this crap. Away, like if that was your business, yeah. And I know I'm going from talking about a movie about teenagers to sounding like an old boring person, but you'd be concerned about your bottom line and your staff. And if your staff are behaving like that, well, yeah, you'd be moving them on. 100%. And I know different time period and all that sort of stuff, but still, yeah, like yeah. Um, and I think as you're saying, like you may have enjoyed this before you had those life experiences. Whereas yeah. now that you have all that life experience and you've grown up and you're a bit older, you're like, hang on a second. Not that, you know, we should be picking apart a movie based on our own things. Oh, but no, but. really frustrates me. And it does take you out of it a bit. And yep. that's the sign of a good movie is when you leave the disbelief at the door, when you can watch it without picking apart. Yeah. And I know that's our job on this podcast now. Absolutely. We pick things, we pick apart, things yep. Things like like the Marvel movies. Yes. But, you know, the critics do tear them apart now and they say, oh, they're the same old thing, right? But when I'm watching that, I'm taken away. Like I'm like, yes, yes okay. We're I'm, in another world. We're in another yep. world. I'm enjoying this, you know, yeah. this belief is left at the door. Whereas now a movie like this doesn't do that as much. No. And I think that's why I'm so meh about it because, yep. you know, we've been through all these life experiences True. and I'm like, what's the point? What are yeah, they doing? I, I'd have been interested to see your thoughts on this movie 10 years ago yeah, as yeah, opposed yeah. to now. See, 10 years ago, Geordie would have loved it. She would have been like, fuck yeah, girls in miniskirts. They don't give a shit. Like, fuck the man. Yeah. Whereas now I'm kind of like, oh, guys, <laughs> come on. Such a granny. I know. But even that, like having sex while you're working and your boss is outside and he's just like, oh, just let him finish. What? Yeah. We, especially... And if like, he was like when that you know father that, figure. When you know that it's a teenage girl and, you know, yep. a 30-year-old pop star from the 80s that's washed up. Yeah, fucking go in there and be like, get the fuck off her. Yeah. Get the fuck out of my shop. Yeah. Which he does after, mm. but don't let them finish. Weird. <laughs> again, weird old grumpy grandma, but gross. If you're a father figure, but don't again, let that happen. But again, then I think different time, and we, we talked about this when we, we talked about the movie True Lies, same yep. thing, different time, different yeah. Period. What was where you know something that wouldn't be acceptable in any way, shape, or form now? God no, was kind of like, it was okay. You you wouldn't even see that happening in a movie. No, unless it was a drama movie about yeah sexual assault. Yeah, because that's what this comes down to. Like absolutely, he's, 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 Rex Manning's a sexual predator. Yep. And again, we're getting really deep into this movie. Really now, deep but into it. That's that's what this comes down to. Is that yeah he's a he's a sexual predator, and you just wouldn't see that in a movie now though. So, Warren. So, the first time he comes in, he tries to steal some CDs and they catch him. So, then he has to go and sit upstairs with them and wait for the cops to get there. Yep. 
The cops finally come and get him and they take him away and whatever. But then he comes back with a gun. And like you said, he's got this gun, he's threatening to shoot up, and they're like, ha-ha, nah, she's cool, bro, have a job. (laughs) What? (laughs) That I can almost relate to a little, and I know I said, you know, why would you offer him a job? But he's seeing this kid that obviously is troubled, has issues, needs some guidance, Guidance. and someone to obviously maybe doesn't have people looking out for him. Yeah. And is trying to help. And it could be almost Warren, you know, he must know that because he's screaming out like he doesn't actually shoot anyone. No. He's very much screaming it, out, I need help, someone it, it's, help me. It's an attention thing. Like yeah. no, it's a I need help I need the help. And yeah. that's maybe something that would translate to a movie nowadays. Yeah, well that's true. That's because true. Because there's a lot more talk about that sort of behavior yeah. and that sort of, you know, helping that sort of behavior and stopping that sort of behavior. Yeah. Again, some of this stuff is probably too late for this mm. film and too early. Yeah, it feels like it's sense. not where, yeah. Like the, that scene could have been lifted from a movie that came out this year. Yeah. Whereas some of the other stuff, like the Rex Manning stuff, yeah. belongs almost in the 80s. Yeah. Like it's it's a very mix and match. Weird time piece. Yeah. It's like the writer was commenting, like was basing it on his love of, like we said, The Breakfast Club and Grease and those sorts of 80s movies, but then flipping it, trying to be to the future, kind social of. and you know, all that sort of stuff as well. It's, yeah, it's a, it's a very weird mix. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think that's why I was very confused with the whole thing too. Like it kind of feels like it's a bit all over the place. Yeah. So the final note I had, because I was paying attention and trying to figure the whole thing out <laughs> and I didn't figure it out, was it was all a bit cute getting together at the end. So you do see at the end that, you know, they are this big family and they take care of each other and they really help each other out. So that was nice. That was very Breakfast Club end of the movie kind of vibes. Again, that's what I mean. It, it, it feels like the writer of this just loved Breakfast Club and wanted to make his own Breakfast Club, but yeah. in the 90s rather than in the 80s. Yeah, and with older with, kids. With 90s yeah. kids and 90s stereotypes. That That's what it really sort of felt like. But I don't know if it really, like, what was the genre of this movie? Uh, it's toted as comedy drama. Coming okay. of age comedy drama. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, which makes sense, I guess. So but- there is that funny stuff. And that's exactly what... Coming of age comedy drama is exactly what Breakfast Club is yeah, yeah, yeah. classified as. Yeah. So you can see the similarities there. Yeah. Like it, was it just is weird. they've tried to update, you know, that that's almost what it feels like. It's like, let me do my own nineties version of the Breakfast Club. Yeah, basically. Which as we said when we spoke about the Breakfast Club, I'm surprised nobody's done that now. Yeah. See, now it'd be really cool to see. Now you could do that again with the stereotypes and the the, the things we have in this day and age the personality traits and those sorts of things. You could you could redo that story again now and it'd be really good, but I think maybe this was too soon. I think so. I think he was just trying to, you know, copy what someone else had done that was really good. Like, right intention, wrong time. Yeah, I would 100%. say. So this cost $10 million US to make. It grossed at the box office. Are you ready for this? I'm ready. $304,000. No. Yes, it, uh, it bombed hard. It bombed hard. Was there other movies out at the same time that were just better? Or no, was no, it just... so the studio wasn't really happy with the movie. Yeah. So they didn't promote it in any way. There was no ad campaigns, no uh... Hollywood premiere. It only screened in 87 theatres. Wow. And by the second weekend it was out, it was practically out of theatres. Ugh. Out of 280 films released in 1995, it ranked as the year's 236th highest grossing movie. That's wow. how poorly That's how it bad. Did. It's not the bottom. No, but, but it's close. That's the soundtrack, bad. however, did really well. Yeah, see, the soundtrack was pretty good. It only featured 16 out of the 50 songs that were used in the movie. It did spawn two hit songs Jim Blossom's Till I Hear It From You, which I do not remember whatsoever. Me either. And Edwin Collins' A Girl Like You, which I do remember. That one that was song. all right. Yeah, yeah. Casting wise, though, 
the part of the Deb that Liv Tyler played, Angelina Jolie Ooh. nearly got that role. Wow. The producer described uh, Angelina Jolie as being a force of nature and considered her for the roles, but she was just too much because she was also in the running to play um, the girl that had the shaved head as well. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Deb. But it would have been good for Renee Zellweger because I'm assuming this was one of her first major movies. No, no. She no? was in one of the, I think, Texas Chainsaw Massacre or something like that, one of those oh. 80s horror movies. That was her first movie movie, I think. Because yeah. I but, love uh, Renee close. Zellweger. Close. But like, she it was also late annoyed 90s me. that she started to become a, this sort of put her out there Back a bit more. But you'd think this might have also hurt her career as well. I was going to say, I love her, but she drove me nuts in this movie. <laughs> she was uh, so stupid. Tobey Maguire was cast in the movie, Spider-Man, but dropped out due to personal reasons. Uh, good mm. choice, Toby. Yeah, well, look. Well done. Dodged considering he went on eight years later to be Spider-Man. So yeah, massive. Probably a smart move. But, yeah, like the movie just, it flopped yep. hard. At one point, the studio took the movie from the director and wouldn't let him have a final cut, huh. saying the studio was in a cocaine mentality while we at the movie were in a pot mentality. So obviously they wanted to Makes, be more yeah. bang, 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 bang. And he was like, no, it's a nice, chill, slow uh-uh. movie. Because the script contained R-rated material, but the studio wanted it to be a PG-13 and got rid of them a lot of the swearing and the scenes of the teenager smoking pot yep. to try and cut it down so that they could get a better rating for it to release it to more people, I guess. But that yeah, sort of yep. obviously didn't happen. Yeah, it didn't work. But, yeah, as I said, Rex Manning Day. Yep. Celebrated on April 8th every year. Wow. Because that's obviously the day in the movie that April it 8th was is celebrated. Rex is there. So Maxwell Caulfield. Now, I'm pretty sure... Let me just double check this. Yeah. While you're double checking that, when we were talking about The Breakfast Club, can I just give a little fact? Sure. So this Saturday is officially when John Bender would have finished his detentions. (laughs) 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 It came up in my teacher feed the other day and they were like, officially this Saturday, the I can't remember, but this Saturday officially finishes all his Saturday detentions. I laughed. (laughs) I thought it was hilarious. (laughs) I I wonder if there will be a... Like a post. Possibly. From, from Judd Nelson about that. Possibly. That would be very funny. <laughs> so Maxwell Caulfield, who played Rex Manning yes. in this movie, has been in another movie, a movie that we haven't done on this podcast yet, mm. but we will be doing. Yep. But it's a movie that you've seen. Ooh. Can you guess what other movie he was in? No. What a stupid question. <laughs> he was the cool writer in Grease 2, <gasps> the main character of Grease 2. Oh. <sighs> He was way hotter back then. And he, wow. yeah, and we'll talk about this when we grease, We do Grease 2 in a couple of weeks because we are, we should, we should, a coo, ooh, 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 rider. we should preference this as saying, you can't, we might have to pay copyright if you keep playing that. Sorry. Uh, if you keep singing that, I mean. You started it. We are going to do that movie in a couple of episodes time. Yes. Yes, we certainly now, are. Now, we have both seen that movie, but we are bringing in. One of the stars of Red Door Dance and Theatre Co.'s Grease. Yep. Who hasn't seen Grease 2. Yes. And he's going to be our guest for that episode. He's very, oh, very I excited about that. Because Grease 2 is our guilty pleasure movie. Yep. Although, when I say I can't wait, I hope that he likes it as much as we do. Otherwise, we can no longer be friends with him. I feel like that episode's going to be a lot of us justifying why it's so good. Why we love it. <laughs> Because it is, let's be honest, it's not a great movie when you compare it to the original Grease. <gasps> but it's great. It is. And that was we one of the things it. that first bonded us when we first started dating. Was yes. We both we realised both that we love Grease too. too. That was, yeah, that that was it. So that, that one's we coming out in a couple of weeks. But that's Rex Manning was the cool writer Oof. in Grease. Okay, I like Grease him too. more now. He's all right. He's not that creepy. 
He's still a bit creepy. Yeah, old old one. His okay, let's get to the important part. What would you rate Empire Records out of five, Jordy? I'm going to give it a 2.5. Ooh. Yeah. That's higher than I thought you were going to go. Yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> so when I finished the movie, I put down 2.5, and I'm trying to figure out trying if to I'm justify still that happy now. with that. Yeah, because it wasn't completely horrible. It annoyed me, and I thought it was stupid, but it wasn't it's like... It's a movie of its time. And it's if I watched it, like you said, time. if I watched it 10 years ago, how old would have Geordie been back then? Like 20-year-old Geordie would have loved it. Yeah. Yeah. And I would have been I mean. all for it. Would you watch a sequel? No. Okay. <laughs> you don't even need to finish that <laughs> sentence. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. All right. Would you now? Now I, that we've discussed? I think I would like to see one, potentially a sequel set now where it's like one of the last record stores, now that we don't see a lot of record stores yeah. anymore. Yeah. See, that'd be cool. Or potentially a series. Ooh. Yep. Where a lot of this stuff that we're talking about that just seems very rushed and very weird. Yeah, actually explained. Doven into a lot more and explained and yeah, you could have a lot more character growth and that sort of thing. Yeah. And in an age where we're getting TV shows of everything. Yeah, why not, guys? Yeah, you know, there's a lot of nostalgia for this movie. I feel like we're going to get a lot of angry comments about this episode. Possibly. Because this is a lot of people's favourite movie. Sorry, and I've just ruined it for you. You came well, in with such high hopes. Even I did. I sort of depressed now after Sorry. having this conversation about it because it's made me realise a few things about it myself. But yeah, that wraps up another episode of It's About Time You Watch This. We will be back next week. You've been listening to It's About Time You Watch This, a creative media production.